This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Dexter After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Dexter After Show. Woo! All right. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Bing is for doing, and here we are doing another episode for AfterBuzz TV of your favorite show, Dexter, and it's season seven, episode eight, Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's with a Spanish accent. I'm trying. I am I your host. I'm Korean. Is what I. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm just awful. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and aside from being awful, I'm Sean Overman, your host, and I am joined by my awesome co-hosts. Hi, I'm JJ Jorgens. Hey, I'm Stephen Lemieux. And I'm Anna Koppel. And we have a very rich episode to talk about mm-hmm. tonight. I enjoyed it. Okay, let's let's get the whole Argentina metaphor out of the way, which I enjoyed, actually. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's pretty much a place where you can go and, and be safe and, like... Be yourself. Get, be yourself. Not have to pretend. Yeah, you don't have to pretend. You can get away from stuff. But, you know, at the same time, you're running away from home. So it's kind of it kind of sucks in a way. You know, or is Argentina going to be your new home? I think, yeah, I think it's new home because I think in a lot of the cases, their home isn't, you know, what home used to mean for them. So I don't think Argentina, I don't think it's a, so much has to be a place, though. Like the, the way they were doing the metaphor is that Isaac had Victor as his Argentina and Hannah mm-hmm. is now Dexter's Argentina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like a state of mind. It's like it's like where you go to be yourself, to, to feel that. It's your connection. safe place. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like it. (laughs) Anyway, so we have a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Um, Pretty much uh, the whole theme is love, as Steven talked about earlier, and that's pretty awesome. Everything, we've had so many storylines and plots going on, but they've been slowly drawn together and connected this whole season. And overall, it's love, which is, I must say, that's pretty amazing. We're going to talk about Deb and Dex and their relationship, Um, Dex and Hannah, as well as... Dex and Isaac, and the side plots as usual with Quinn, Batista, LaGuerta, and of course, Aster got introduced again, and oh my gosh, she has aged so much. She's like, she's a teenager now, like full on, right? Right. She's mm-hmm. bangs. She has bangs. <laughs> <laughs> and, she's, and pot. Yeah, and pot, and she's growing into her nose. She's a cool teenager. <laughs> <laughs> she looks, she looks, she resembles Jennifer Lawrence yeah. to me, like the girl from Hunger Games. Oh, and like yeah. in the face, that's what she looked like to me. A little bit. I'll I'll agree with you on that. Cody didn't look the same at you all. Know, he, he looked mm-hmm. completely different. His hair is so dark now. Yeah. And he's got does he have braces he has, now? I think he does. Yeah. It looked like he had braces. I think it looked like he And did. Harrison was just so cute. Oh, Harrison's just like, so cute. I don't think so. <laughs> you don't think he's cute? I, I think Harrison seems special. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I, I do. I don't have we ever have we ever heard him utter a sound? Yeah, you, yeah. Said, you yeah, said stuff like he daddy. He almost said something about, but remember he almost said a kill word, like, yeah. and Dex was worried about him because he, he said, he almost. He, no, he said it, but I can't remember what he said. Table, knife, so, daddy's knives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. No, it was daddy, wasn't it daddy's box? Because he wanted oh, the oh, slides. Oh, yes, that's yeah. what it was. He pointed to the thing and said And then Dexter box. bought his own 
Daddy box. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I, I remember that. That was that was one. cute. That I don't was think cool. he's cute. I think <laughs> hey, I'm, I didn't say he was cute or not. Okay, you. That's all you know. I said he's cute. <laughs> he, um, but you know, I was gonna say he does look a lot more like Harry actually than he does Dexter. Mm. That's that's what I feel. Mm. Harry, you, mm. <laughs> you sly dog, even from the grave. <laughs> even from the grave. <laughs> Rita was a good looker, though. Yeah. yeah. So let's go ahead and start talking about Deb and Dex. Okay. So Deb obviously did a lot of research beforehand um, when, when Dexter got there in the morning. He's overwhelmed by this, and she shows that Hannah fits the code. Right. And he's he's clearly distressed by it. There's some scene, you know, parts of the scene where he's sitting down and he's like, he's giving this big inhale exhale because he knows what's going on in his mind. We all know what's going on, but Deb doesn't. Well, and he mm-hmm. gets super sociopathic. I mean, we know he is a sociopath, but but to go on and on about how this is for her own good yeah. and she can't handle this, and you know, you've been teetering on the edge ever since you found out about me and covering up or hiding evidence and. Uh, yeah, yeah he, just, he did manipulate her pretty well. And he's, yeah. he's done that before, you know, but it's, it, it's harder to do now because he, she knows so much about him. It's kind of true, though. That he was... I mean, after he says that, he's like, I didn't lie. I mean, yeah, you didn't lie. It's pretty true what you said. She freaked out about that. She freaks about ev- out about everything. She does. Yeah, but his motive was clearly... Right. He made it seem like he was out for her best interests, and clearly that's not at all who he was... You know, yeah. what he was concerned about and who he's protecting. I think that's where the lie comes in. But afterwards, I mean, I thought it was cool how he feels it's, it's not cool, it's just ironic how he feels guilt after using Deb's guilt against her. So it's kind of like, yeah, well, you should kind of feel guilty because you're having sex with the girl, the, with, your, with this the, guy, with this the girl, killer. Who the killed, criminal, pretty much. Yeah, killed her potential suitor, I guess. Did she like Sal Price that much, though? She's clingy. She is clingy. She that's what she yeah, she and Quinn should really just get back together. <laughs> <laughs> it would solve a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah. So um uh, a little bit later uh when uh sh- he's he's in her he gives her the visit in the office and he's they're talking about Astro and Cody coming. It was so interesting to see the roles were reversed. Remember earlier in the season when she just finds out he's a killer, she's like, okay, you got to do this, you got to do that, giving him all the rules. And now the kids are coming to visit and he visit, and he's like, oh, okay, we got to do this, we got to do that. And she's like totally inexperienced in it, which is so interesting because it's now like he's the parent giving her instructions on what to do and she's just taking it all in. Well, he's well, the parent. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Deb. I mean, she's been single, you know, she's now a kid. She's like, I can relate to having beer and salsa in your fridge because lots of times that's about all I have <laughs> in my fridge. Um, when you don't have kids and you don't have things like that, you're, you're not prepared and equipped. And so I think, you know, he's, and he was worried for the safety for his kids with not only doing some harm with her gun being in the house, but also since clearly there's people after, after him. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and of course, the only person that was really after him is Isaac. Yes. But uh, that that was an interesting exchange there. And then we get to the the uh, the restaurant, and it's Batista's restaurant now. <laughs> and uh, call De- him Papa. Call him Papa, <laughs> which is funny. Is that the name of the restaurant? I I think it's Papa's something. I don't know, but Papa's Bar and Grill or something. From henceforth, I will call Batista Papa. But he has been waiting his entire life to say, "Call me Papa." <laughs> <laughs> call me Papa, and it's legitimate now. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows. <laughs> so uh, they have that little exchange with Cody and Aster in the pot and everything. And I got worried when uh, Cody got left alone. I honestly yeah. thought he was going to get abducted mm. or something. <laughs> what did you guys think? I mean, I thought it was fine because they did that sort of foreshadowing or dropping like, oh, it's built-in security and there were cops at every table. So I was never concerned about that. I was a little bit confused or concerned. I felt like Aster was abusive to Cody and she was so mean <laughs> Well, they were both so mean to each other. What is the age difference between them? Is it like two years, three? Something like that. I, I didn't. I didn't like that scene too much just because they, yeah, they threw the pot in there. But honestly, a teenage girl who has pot is not going to have it just, like, right out in the open for her little brother to grab it out of her in front of everyone's. Like, it just felt too easy. Like, oh, you have pot. Let me just grab this. Oh, now we can all see it. It looked like a candy bar, too. It didn't even look like pot when he grabbed it. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I (laughs) I didn't like how... 
Well, I liked, I did like how they're showing struggle in her. Clearly, if your mom got murdered and you're a teenager, she's going through some really, you know, dark yeah. times and probably going to do what a lot of teenagers would do in that. So I, I did like that it wasn't just like, oh, they show up to town and they're, you know, perfectly adjusted and fine. That's true. And it seems like, obviously, she's going through some issues. Like you said, it doesn't seem like Cody is very much, aside from the arguing that's going on with both of them. Hmm. But uh, I thought the conversation uh, later on, what was it, at the slip now? We know the words <laughs> over at the slip yeah. or the whatever, the marina, the pier, whatever they went to. Uh, the conversation that Deb and Dex had with Aster was very interesting and so hypocritical, man. Like they're telling her, it, it totally demonstrated how as you know, parents with kids, we always... We always want to tell them, not that I'm a parent, but we always <laughs> want to tell them something. Like, we want them to do the ideal good, be the ideal person. And as parents, clearly there's no perfection of the parents. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> uh, empty, okay, oh, uh, I really like the scene, okay, a little bit later, okay, with, uh, with Dex emptying his pockets onto um, onto the table. You guys remember that? I do that every time I enter my apartment and then Deb sees that that's not his keychain. It's got flowers on it. Who's it belong to? Right. And it belongs to Hannah McKay. Right. Mm-hmm. This, <laughs> to me, well, and we, we saw what it built into, but when she said something like, this is the ultimate betrayal or you could not have possibly hurt me anymore, I, I don't remember exactly what the mm-hmm. line was, but... I just feel like he could have hurt her in a lot of other ways. Oh, of course. Uh, and you could have killed her in the first season or or <laughs> Yeah, you could have. <laughs> yeah, like Brian wanted him to, right? Exactly. Uh you know How inconsiderate she, of Deb. Seriously. She didn't think about that. Honestly, <laughs> he saved her <laughs> life. Through. She had been on like half a date with this guy, Sal, right? Yeah. And no, I think it was actually like two or three dates. Really? Yeah, it was quite a few. Oh, I thought they met from... Well, whatever. That strengthened the attachment between them two. Yeah, they were engaged. <laughs> <laughs> by her means, right? By, in right. her mind. But, yeah, they by no means had a relationship. No. And, you know, Hannah McKay didn't do anything to, like, personally hurt Deb. I mean, I know that, you know, she's very invested in her work, but Hannah didn't wrong Deb personally in any way so I just I don't understand this reaction of you could not have possibly hurt me more I feel like it's because she's in love with Dexter and the fact that he is now in love with and she can't understand why he's in love with her and so she's questioning like oh is it because she's another serial killer like pretty much like what does she have that I don't have and that why you can like open up to her and be honest with her but you can never because all this time she's always wanted Dexter to communicate with her and open up to her and she can never get it for so long so I think for me that line was she was saying like that's the ultimate betrayals that again he chose somebody else to love and it wasn't Deb and and I I'm sorry um but and I agree that's what it built into but when she said it it was that's the reason he didn't kill her was because he's sleeping with her and that was somehow the ultimate betrayal yeah I I agree with that yeah it could the obvious oh go ahead the conversation they had like everything Deb was saying to her and to him sorry and everything she was making a point against Dexter with Hannah was it just kind of felt like she was like, what does she have that I don't have? Yeah. It, it, it felt like just high school bullcrap relationship stuff. Like, oh, what does she have that I don't have? Do you talk about your kills with her? Do you talk about this? Mm-hmm. It's like, and I love my brother. I'm more effed up than a serial killer. It's like, that's why, Deb. That's why. It's because he can be himself without being judged with her. Mm-hmm. And then you still compare yourself saying you're worse than a serial killer because you love your brother. It's like, there you go. Yeah, you're absolutely mm. right. You put your your finger right on it, man. Because I was I was struggling to to comprehend why, you know, and uh, he can really be himself. And this whole season has been her ridiculing Dexter over and over again. And she has been every time he says something, she she always has this like smart alecky remark about him being a killer. Of course, when they're in private, you know. Right. But um, what's interesting is like this is kind of like a little bit of an allusion to the book and a little bit of a spoiler alert for those of you who haven't read the books yet. But um, 
in the second book, because I'm like I'm like a third of the way through it. <laughs> in the second book, actually, Deb doesn't make fun of Dexter for being a killer. She she hardly even talks about it actually, which is pretty interesting. Well, I'm like a hundred pages into it, but it seems like everything's you know business as usual with them. But here in the series, you know, it's just it just freshly happened. You know, at the end of last season, she is just over and over again. Like it's just like so hard for her to come to terms with it. But then again. Then again, in the book, maybe there's like a big ellipse that we don't know about, obviously. Well, that's what I was, uh, that's what I was saying about how like she kind of doesn't remember he saved her life. Yeah. It's like because in the book she's a, in the book she's awake for that whole conversation between him and his brother while he's trying to convince him to kill her. That's right. So like she knows that Dexter is on her side, and I think that's why they don't bring it up too much. Like in the show, though, she is very, she doesn't exactly know what happened in that room. She doesn't exactly know what they said or how tempted Dexter was to kill her. So, I mean, it's kind of scary for her in a sense, but at the same time, it's like he's been there. She, she's changed her opinion of him way too much. Like, it went from my brother to my brother's a serial killer. Now it's like... Don't forget the my brother that I'm in love with part. Yeah, my brother and I'm in love with. And now it's just like... Like seriously, she doesn't even know what to think of him anymore. It's like, what's that? I don't have. She doesn't have a word for him anymore. She just blurts out stuff. Yeah, pretty much, she doesn't with, have almost without thinking. She has like no. She has no edit button. She's like, like I think I disagree with you guys a little bit. Like I Dexter personally does. think that this was a great build for the show. I think that I mean we've had seven seasons. We've watched the way her relationship and our thoughts about him has changed. Like you can't keep that consistent the whole entire time. And I think it makes sense to me that she struggled thinking it's not my real blood brother but I have all this love these feelings for him what am I dealing with I think that's maybe it's a woman thing I don't know but I feel like I like the way they did it all and I I thought tonight's episode was fantastic the way it all came out because I feel like if she would have just gone out to dinner having a drink at Papa's with Dex and was like oh yeah by the way I was in love with you like you know no it had to take you I think for a woman and to have like the jealousy of another woman who that is like she feels so betrayed and starts having all those emotions and feelings and questionings and not understanding why Dex can't love her. Like, I just thought they did a great job of building it together. But no, I agree that's with my you. opinion. Oh, yeah, actually, I agree with that too. I just, I was just remarking upon the differences between the book and here in the show, and I just thought that was a little bit interesting to bring up. Yeah, they did the show really well. I do like the build up, especially with the whole like the montage with the monologue at the end, bringing mm-hmm. out and you don't some of the storylines you don't even realize kind of coincided with the whole love theme, but they do. I mean, you have Laguerta's love for Dokes. You have um, what was the other ones? Uh, oh, with, with Isaac. Yeah, you have and Isaac. Then you have Dexter with Hannah. What was, we had, of course we had Deb with, uh, Aster, but that was still talking about Deb and Dexter in that yeah. respect. Yeah, pretty much. But like, uh, there was something that I really liked. I could not imagine Jennifer Carpenter doing that scene in the first season. No. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with you. She, she did that very well. Mm-hmm. I think she's good at conveying like that that stuttery kind of feeling you have when you're so emotional and crying to someone, you can't get everything out. Like you you just have like it's like you have a flood behind a you know, a dam or some kind of like control device, you know, it's just like it's just spilling out, you know, into that spillway of emotion. But sometimes when she does it it comes off as a little whiny, sometimes it comes off as too much yeah. spilling. I I I genuinely enjoyed the performance that I saw there. That was, and that's the first for me, because usually it's like, oh, you're too whiny, Deb. No, that was actually a very good example of how good of an actress she is. Yes. Were they going through the divorce at the time that they were shooting this? Do we know the timeline on this? I don't think Pretty so. Pretty sure not. I, yeah, no, I think, yeah. Because the divorce happened, it, it happened like more than a year ago, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, they, they usually only film these like several months in advance, not, not more than that. I actually thought of that when, uh, when, she's, when Dexter's like, you love me. I was thinking of like, that's something like a husband says in divorce court, like, you love me. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. I actually thought about their marriage during that scene, too, just thinking how interesting for an actor that it must have been to do, shoot that scene sure. with your <laughs> ex-husband and having yeah. a, so I'm sure she had a lot to draw from. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of drawing stuff, uh, you can go ahead and draw up that email a- or web address <laughs> for the iTunes account for After Buzz TV and go ahead and download our podcast. Don't forget to do that. Give us five stars. Rate and comment us. And, you know, tell a friend because it only takes a minute. You know, it's super fast. 
we have a lot of people that have been commenting on our iTunes uh, account as well as our YouTube channel. Have, have you guys been noticing that? Yeah. We have mm-hmm. been. And uh, I actually have one that I saw from, let's see, who was it? Um, I had some, it was last week actually. We had someone who put a really interesting comment, uh, Aeon Long, and he said, Dexter was trying to provoke Serco, right? And this was, I think this was from an earlier episode, but he said something so interesting. Uh, let's see. He believes that um, that Victor was Serco's lover, he said. And Serco has made side comments like saying, hello, handsome, to Dexter. And that should have been a big cue to us. And I, we didn't even, I didn't pick it up. So that was pretty interesting. And the whole time, ever since I read this comment, I've been thinking, okay, it's more guaranteed now that he's, like, he, Victor was Cer- Isaac Serco's lover. And, of course, tonight, you know, we, we confirmed it. Right. So that was really cool. Any other comments that anybody has, has noticed? Oh, oh, go ahead. I, there's a ton of comments. There's yeah, so I'm many. reading them, but I don't, yeah. <laughs> and, oh, someone got mad at us for calling Ivan Stra- Strayovsky. We, we called her Ivan Strayovsky as opposed to... Ivan Strahovsky. Strahovsky. Yeah. And someone else, Gil, Gil Laduino sell, said, Deb is awesome. So we got a lot of Deb fans out there. We should. <laughs> I just, mm. um, in sort of <laughs> commenting on one of our comments... Uh, a good rule of thumb, guys, just if you don't know whether or not somebody's pregnant, you shouldn't guess ever, ever, Ooh. ever, 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 uh. ever. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. Say. <laughs> Unless it's like pretty obvious, right? Like they got a watermelon under their stomach and they're like a skinny I think, girl. I think even then you shouldn't guess. Because <laughs> what if it's a tumor? It's not a tumor. A big tumor that's got like teeth and stuff in it, right? Like one of those with with hair. (laughs) To not comment unless they make a comment first. I think it's a general rule. Yeah, as a general rule. (laughs) As a general rule of thumb, yes. That's just my advice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's go ahead and get back to talking about Dex and Hannah McKay. Um, So, obviously, right in the beginning of the episode, we see that 1996, what was it, 1996 like calendar? referring to Argentina in some way. Was it an Argentinian calendar? I didn't even see that. I didn't see that. I, it was referring to the time she spent with Wayne. Mm-hmm. Oh, because that's when they went on their killing spree, right? Yeah. So it's like the year of, of her life that she's not getting back, or I don't know, that defined her as a person. Something like that. Do you? It just it reminded her of Argentina, and she liked the picture. Woo! Um, so Deb pays her a visit later on in the episode over at her greenhouse, and that was an interesting conversation. It was I saw like the nice predatory, almost like the uh, the dark passenger side of Deb coming out there in that conversation with them. So that, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. She seems so She's confident t- for having nothing on her. Yeah. Like, well, that's the way, remember, we talked about that, like, how cops are, you know, they can, especially investigators and people as seasoned as her you know, lieutenant, yeah. you know, so she's able to, like, try to bluff people. She's playing that mental chess, that poker with her to try and get her to say something incriminating. But she does have she that did, recording. Yeah. yeah. And, and she mm-hmm. used, she's talked about that, right? It's circumstantial, though. She has immunity for that. So, I mean, I don't, it doesn't really. But she still knows what she did. She oh, still yeah. knows her facts. So she's, you know, was able to try to scare her a little bit with what she does know about her. Well, if, if she can pull a David Price, or was his name David? Sa- Sal Price. Sal Price, sorry. Her names are coming in. So if she can pull a Sal Price and get her to admit to something else, I guess that makes sense. Because, I mean, she didn't want to talk to Sal at all. But now, you never know. Deb, Deb's persuasive, especially you see how she worked Speltzer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, a little bit later, we see Dex go and visit Hannah. He, he is finding almost any reason to not visit her right <laughs> i have the, i have the line if you yeah. if you never want to see each other again tomorrow you can <laughs> okay that, that was pretty funny so he wants to see her so badly and he remarks upon even though his family is all under one roof over at deb's house mm. you know so that's that's so interesting you know i don't know like just it's like sometimes like i i don't know like if i've felt like that i don't think recently <laughs> but i would imagine like man that's that's really tough for dexter to be pulled away you know, from, like, everybody else who he loves, and he's he's with someone, yeah, who truly understands him as a serial killer. But she can't be a part of that life. It's like he has... It is like a booty call, right? Yeah, it's exactly like a booty call, but it's kind of deeper to a point. But the, I don't know. I can't... It's funny because 
Dexter, who when we start out in this this whole series, this whole character of Dexter, he is not the guy who gives into his primal desires aside from the killing. It's mostly like sex is just a thing. I don't enjoy it. Yeah. And it seems more and more and more he's becoming more of more human to a point. And this whole Hannah McKay, the whole sexual experience of Hannah McKay kind of seems like it's his human side taking control because honestly like, we have the holidays coming up. If you go home for a week for the holidays, after three days, you're probably sick of your family. You're going to go, and if your girlfriend's in town, you're definitely going to ditch your family to go see your girlfriend. It just kind of seems that way. Like, okay, he had his time with his family. He wants to go see Hannah now. Well, the other thing is, I don't think he trusts Hannah. Uh, he didn't want, he didn't really want her to come to the beach where he was. He didn't really mm-hmm. want to say, that's my son, those are my stepchildren. He wasn't really comfortable telling her that. And when the episode first opened... She was saying these are, you know, special herbs from the garden. (laughs) You know, he was very cautious of that. And she handed him a knife to help chop. He grabbed another knife. He just he doesn't really trust her. I didn't Mm -hmm. think about that, actually. So he wasn't it wasn't just like some humor, like, oh, I'm more comfortable with this. So she she may have poisoned that knife, maybe put it all over it. And when he holds it, he's going to get. Right, yeah, because that's toxicity how... Toxicity levels up from mm-hmm. whatever that is. That's how she got Sal Price, was because he chewed on his pen. So mm-hmm. so he's aware of that. Uh, and so he, he doesn't really fully trust her. I, you know, I think he is enjoying the sex, as you say. But, uh, <laughs> but I, and I think he's right, because I think she is a dangerous girl. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I feel like he should be a little hesitant, considering what happened to Rita. And, you know, to, to just let another... You know, knowing that Hannah's a serial killer, just to be like, oh, yeah, there's my son, there are my stepkids. You know, it's like, it's again, we talk about how sloppy he's been at times this season. I think that's kind of another really sloppy move where I kind of didn't even want to see him and point them out at the beach when she was there. I don't know if if it's so much of a trust thing. It's more of just like, I don't know if Dexter is this thoughtful, but at the same time, if you don't see that he hasn't seen the kids in a while. Like, he hasn't seen Aster and Cody, and pretty much the last time you see him, to our knowledge, is when Rita died. And, like, right after Rita Jesus, died. so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh but, like, gosh. that's just kind of to have a, to, in, to tell the woman about the kids and everything. What's the first thing she says? I'd really like to meet them sometime. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, she shows up at the beach. They're there. He doesn't want to introduce them because they see him for the first time. Oh, here, here's the girl I'm dating. Hey, kids, your mom's dead. Here's the girl I'm dating. Yeah. Oh, she's blonde, too. What yeah. do you know? I just think it would have been... That would have been painful for Aster and Cody to uh, see, I feel. Exactly. That's why I don't know if it's, like, Dexter trusting as much as he just wants to keep her away from the kids for that reason, or... Well, he admitted that he was only... It was a little... Bo- that he admitted that he didn't fully trust her when she asked him. Well, yeah. But I don't know if she doesn't. he doesn't trust her that much, because he obviously has more feelings than we'd care for him to have for her. I felt it was really interesting that, he, um, that she gave him such a compliment and said, Dexter, you can be whoever you want to be, and you have this normal life. Look at you. You're a father. I don't think that that was a compliment. I think that was envy, and it yeah. scared me a little bit oh, when she said that. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Because she didn't have her baby when she w- was... Was she pregnant? She was pregnant at one point, right? They said yeah. that, and then she yeah, had she, a miscarriage, mm-hmm. right? A supposed miscarriage. I yeah. totally agree, and that's what made me not want her close to his kids. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I thought that was frightening. Then, oh. Yeah, oh. I thought her whole tone and demeanor changed when she said that. Can I bring up something real quick that we kind of... Sl- passed over earlier we certainly brought it up just a little bit yeah um the father son it was a father daughter the father daughter talk that he had with Aster. what did you think of that when he was talking about harry because he says there was a time in my life where somebody told me who i am and if i decided for myself i don't know what i could have been but i kind of i kind of want i kind of wish that i did he wishes that he had the choice. Yes, yeah, so like, mm-hmm. what do you think of that when at the same time he's still taking Harry's advice at every step? That's true. Maybe he can't abandon Harry, you know? Like, he's, he's there. He's, like, a part of him, right? He taught him this code since he was so young. You know, it's, like, it's ingrained, it's instilled into him. And, of course, if he abandons it, like, 
what's Dexter going to be? He's just going to be like a feral animal, like out there killing everybody and doing every, whatever he wants. And that is, in a way, almost like that's kind of like the path he's on right now, it feels like. Well, I think he's. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I just think that he did it for so long, and that's what, you know, he was told from a little kid. And he didn't, he started to realize later when he's older, like looking back times when Harry lied to him, and he's like, oh, you know, here I took everything he said for the truth and the gospel of how I'm supposed to live my life. So I, I think he's just regretting, you know, if, if what he what he could have been had he not thought that Harry just knew all and was the expert on everything in his life. Right. Well, Harry Harry gave him not only the code, but also pretty much told him that he was a serial killer. Yeah. yeah. Right? So so I think that's what he was maybe referring to. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. But do you think he kind of resents Harry? Because that's not, that's like the first time I've heard Dexter really solemnly be like, I wish I wasn't this way. You know, I think any, it could be anybody saying that, you know, like, for example, Harry gave him like, hey, you're going to be a serial killer. This is how you can best do it, right? He trained him. He gave him all the tools he needed. He gave him advice. He's pretty much his mentor, his God in a way, right? So I, I, you know, like I'm sure so many people who've been raised by their parents, okay, you're going to be this. You're going to be a realtor. You're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a teacher, whatever. I bet you there's some people that hated that their parents did it mm-hmm. and, and wanted to make their own decisions as well. But who knows how they would have turned out? What if they had a, became homeless and they had a really crappy life and they're like, damn, I wish my parents told me more how to be this, how to be that. You know, So it's a double-edged sword. You can analyze it from any perspective and say, you know what, this way or that way, whatever. Whether or not we want to accept it, all of our parents handed us a code and a legacy. And <laughs> yeah. you know how, how much we live by that is... Uh, Probably all in varying degrees, but but that's parenting. Mm-hmm. It's parenting, mm-hmm. guys. <laughs> that is parenting. Absolutely right. So, um, not related to parenting, <laughs> our fall lineup is here. <laughs> And we have so many awesome shows. If you guys enjoy watching this AfterBuzz TV episode of Dexter, you can you know catch so many shows. We have like 50 shows that we're doing this fall, which includes The Bee in Apartment 23, The Voice, Walking Dead, which is a big hit. I love that show. Doctor Who, Homeland, Once Upon a Time, Revolution, Happy Endings, Vampire Di- Diaries, which I hate and loathe that show, but other people like it and Scandal. And we got you guys are doing some other shows as well. JJ Nashville. What, what, what are you doing? Okay, Nashville American when, Horror Story for Steven, Yeah, American love Horror that. Story. I love that story. That story. <laughs> <laughs> Watch my stories. Yeah, I'm doing Revenge. Uh, not on tonight, but it will be back next week. So, yeah, all kinds of great I, shows. And and for those of you who are. Huge reality TV show fans Uh-oh. like I am. Shaws of Sunset is coming back December. <laughs> oh my goodness! A round of applause for that. Yeah, nice. that show. So what? Okay. Anyway, let's get back to talking about Dexter. Enough of the fall lineup. Uh, so Isaac Serko and Dexter. Oh man. I, nice. I wanted, oh, oh sorry. go ahead. Yeah. Before we leave parenting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> the conversation that that Dex and Deborah had on the porch was making me a nervous wreck because they were both yelling back and forth like, but you're a serial killer. Yes, I kill people. And I was like, what? Are you sure they're asleep? (laughs) Seriously, right? I kept thinking, what if, you know, I mean, Aster's older. What if she's still awake? And I I don't, I just really was making me so anxious. It pans to the right Mm. and we see LaGuerta like almost knocking. (laughs) (laughs) And Price comes back from the dead, and he's got his recorder out there. Right. <laughs> and Doke shows up, got you, mother. <laughs> right. No, but, um, okay. So, yeah, I was thinking that in that um, in that scene watching it. I was like, oh, my goodness. They are so loud. Can't they yeah. say a euphemism for killer? They said yeah. it so many times, they did. too. And kids, like, as a kid, how many times did you hear, like, the adults talking in the other room or conversations that maybe you weren't supposed to be hearing and you heard? Uh, I didn't. I did a lot. (laughs) We had very padded walls in my house. (laughs) I lived on a lake. You can hear everything on lakes. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Well, actually, Deb lives near the beach, so hopefully she was surrounded by sand and water and no one else could hear except for the people in the house. And there are waves. Yeah, except the people in the house. The children. I'm worried. I'm worried that Aster was awake. I don't know. Well, maybe, mm. maybe that'll come up next episode. I'll save that for predictions. That'll be an yeah. interesting discussion. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean when you're saying that Dexter is a killer? Hey, you know what? They're sharing that blunt at the end. Maybe, yeah. maybe they had a conversation <laughs> then. 
What did you mean when you said you're in love with him? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Is it Dexter, your brother? Should I love Cody? Ew. <laughs> oh, my God. Did we just go there? Yeah, we that said. would be awful. I'm sorry. I take responsibility for that. Oh, my God. That. Usually it's me who goes there. And we'll edit that out. Right, Martin? Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a thumbs up over there. Yeah. So, anyway, back to Isaac Serko. Nice move with the decoy being sent out. And, mm-hmm. I, and I called it. That was pretty cool. We got a little remark here. Was it you that said he looked like a valet? That was, or, us, that was yeah. you, Anna. Okay, that was hilarious too, right? Well, yeah, I mean, he, he did, and JJ said he he looks good. And he he did look good, uh, but it was, yeah, he just had like the white <laughs> press shirt and a black vest. And he... Hey, I wear that sometimes when I go to weddings. Right. <laughs> Usually you have like a blazer over, I'm sure. Yes. Well, he was planning to go to a funeral. Well, it is Miami. Oh, it gets me pretty hot <laughs> in Miami, right? Yeah. So uh, over, uh, fast forward to the jelly donuts and the, the well-placed shots, having the, the spatter of the jelly all over the wall. And that was pretty <laughs> hilarious. I actually didn't see that coming, even though I remember the images from the last teaser, last episode. Yeah, I, so, didn't, yeah, I forgot it too. I mm-hmm. wasn't seeing, I wasn't... Mm. I didn't expect for his keys to drop and then the guns start firing. I thought it'd be more like he sees them outside the window. They look at each other. It's, oh, and then the guns fall off. Yeah, that's the impression I had, yeah. too, when we last watched it. I loved the uh, the fact that they brought it in a donut shop because every, every like, that's so Dexter Morgan. He's the guy who brings the donuts. That's right. And then including Vince Masuka in the whole donut thing, it's like... Him and they always have this little commentary between each other with the donuts. Like mm. from season one, mm. every time it's donuts. What was the joke that he said about donuts? I didn't catch that. Fritters versus, or, yeah, fritters versus crullers. Yeah. yeah. And he said he would take fritters anytime. Well, yeah. There, I was know. there a sexual connotation? No, it was like something like Crips versus Bloods. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's hilarious. I get it now. But <laughs> <laughs> like Glazed versus Long John, or, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but freaking Vince, like only he would make a joke like that after he was a Shot at. I, I gotta say, I, mi- I, I loved it because I've kind of missed him. You know, he hasn't had as many of his comments. I think throughout this year, well, yeah, because Dexter seasons. killed him in that imaginary <laughs> yeah, scene. Yeah, I was like, wait, I was like, wait are you about? <laughs> Dexter is truly psychotic. He believes everyone's still alive now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's all gonna be a dream at the end. <laughs> no, but let's fast forward a little bit to uh, George wanting to remove Isaac from power. So that, that was an interesting conversation, mm-hmm. right? And it sets up for what happens later. What did you guys think about George wanting to remove Isaac from power? Makes sense. It's Why? a good reason for him to get him out of there, I feel like. Why, Why does it make sense? Why is it a good reason? It makes sense because, like, George is still a lackey to a point. He wants to have more power for himself of, in Miami. Of course he wants to have more power. He's in the, the mob. Like, that's the whole point of being in the mob is to grab power, grab power. And this is a big power move because he tells him, he's like, you're going to put us in a lot of trouble if you do this. We have product that we're getting in tonight. Uh, we have the club will be shut down if you kill Dexter Morgan. It, he has a valid reason to want to get Isaac out of there. And if he didn't have a valid reason, then the Brotherhood, the Koshko Brotherhood, would not have given him the authority. The support. The support to hire an assassin. He showed weakness. That's what Isaac's been doing this whole season. He's yeah. showed a lot of weakness to George, and George finally paid attention. You know, he's like keeping a little tally sheet. He's like, okay, how many times has he been going after Dexter after he's been out of jail? So, yeah. um, but uh, a little bit later, we, we see that obviously, you know, Dexter had killed that guy that was in the apartment, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought he was actually from the Colombians at first. Did anybody else feel like that? I yeah. thought so, too. Mm. Yeah, but I was actually surprised when Jurg, we fin- I finally got that guy's Yerg. name. Jurg. Jurg. He, he, he identified him as being one of George's men. Right. So, so that was pretty interesting mm-hmm. that that happened, and it totally proves his loyalty to Isaac. How much did yeah. you like that scene? Oh, that, and I wanted, that's <laughs> what we're going to talk about okay. next. So that was such a hilarious situation with, with Isaac just lying there. We called the police. And he's just sitting there relaxed. <laughs> the only thing he needed to have in his hand was a martini glass. Right, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, he was enjoying that so much. Yeah, I was enjoying here. it. <laughs> and it, what was it that he said? He said, The gang's all here. The gang's all here. <laughs> and, oh, you couldn't have described that better unless you had done it yourself. <laughs> if you were here. Yeah, yeah. If you were here and you had done it yourself. And Dexter simply responds, Thanks. <laughs> they have such great chemistry yeah. together. Like yeah. every scene I watch with Dexter and Isaac, I'm just like, 
<gasps> yeah, I love it. amazing. Yeah, I totally agree. It's, it's so nice to see Isaac has such a presence and power, and it's so, it plays so well against Dexter. What was the line that the assassin said when Dexter was like, I'm the... I'm the. I'm the, not going to go halvesies, is what he yeah. said. No, not the, not oh, the no. halvesies line. He said, I'm the super. I'm here to fix the leaking pipes <laughs> yeah. or something like that. And Which Avon sounds lady. like the line Ava, of a porno, yeah. actually. And <laughs> yeah. the assassin replied with, I'm the Avon lady. I'm the Avon lady. Right, and I'm the Avon lady. I was trying to remember. I love that. Come Just, and check out my makeup right here. <laughs> drawing his gun. Yeah, so Isaac turns up in a gay bar. <laughs> wow. That confirms it right there. And I didn't even think it was going it was, to... It was so obvious, you know, but I didn't think it would go that way. And Dexter, he, he obviously went in there intending to take him out and, and, you know, give him a half dose of M99, bring him out of there in a stupor. But he didn't do it. He, he didn't. You know why? That's why Isaac introduced him. Because the bartender, if, if somebody disappears they're all, and the cops are right outside, they're going to question, like, who did you see him here with? Like, oh, bartender, give a beer for my friend Dexter Morgan. Yes, I remember mm-hmm. that. And, dude, he is really good, man. He's, he's, he's a professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's why I don't think George is ready. I don't think. <laughs> and I don't know why the Koshka Brotherhood is getting behind. I understand. I understand that, like, that Isaac is, is too emotional right now. And, but I, George is not the right replacement. He's just not. No. No. I agree. He's kind of Quinn at a different level in yeah. <laughs> right. their brotherhood. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. They're like that, that next generation of guys that just want to be with their, their hoes and guns. That's yeah. About it. Yeah, he wants to play with the big boys, but he's not ready. Mm-hmm. No, he's but, not. But yeah, but Isaac is smart that he, uh, he did that right away. He knows what he's doing. It's not but, his first radio. They they brought a I like the conversation they Me had too. definitely because it 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 tied together the whole monologue at the end and mm-hmm. it was like a very the monologue was kind of like a response to what Isaac said because Isaac's talking about like because they go back and forth with what would you do if the, it was, if if the same thing happened to you I would kill Trinity over and over again I'd kill him a hundred more times you know that and then he's like but your wife or but Victor wasn't innocent. And he's like, well, does it matter? Would it matter to you yeah. if Rita had killed someone? Would you still have killed I-? Mm-hmm. It's like, yes. So it's like, it was a good, solemn moment of, yeah, we could have been friends in another light. But no, because Dexter probably would have found out Isaac was a killer and killed him. So, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I liked how uh, Dexter and, and Isaac discussed Dexter's aversion to firearms. So that was pretty cool. And, you know, obviously guns are messy. They're traceable. They're, you know, they're too unique, you know, with the way they're handled. But they're loud. And they're loud, mm-hmm. yeah. And obviously, you know, as soon as Dexter in that apartment, when he, when he, he grabbed that guy's gun, the hitman's gun, and, and went off, he had to leave. He had to take off, right? right? So, but, you know, obviously knives are clean. They're so, they're ambiguous, you know. They're made in a very standardized way, not like not like firearms. Firearms are so unique and, we, you know, we have firearms units that, that do the forensics for everything. And acoustics are great in the kill room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I thought it was a very powerful conversation. I, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it as well. And it, overall, it was about understanding and love. And it was a very civil, calm conversation. But, you know, of course, towards the end when when Isaac pulls out something, you know, Dexter like gets on edge again. But what was he just pulling out money to pay for the tab, right? Yeah, paying for the chip, I, paying for the chips. I felt like it was a sad and lonely conversation. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. And even though they were totally relating and connecting in some way, I mean, they were just—they're two very sad souls. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think yeah. it said it best when it's like, "We don't have to do this." Like, yes, we do. It was it was very sad way of saying that line too. Yeah, yeah, mm. agreed. Let's talk about Quinn and Nadia. <laughs> so, George, this is very short. Let's oh. just get all these guys out of the way, please. <laughs> so, Quinn and Nadia. George tries to entice him to help him out. And obviously, he doesn't tell him what, but it's probably to remove Isaac from power, right? Hey, do you guys agree with me? Probably. Probably. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, no, you don't think so. What do you think? No, I mean, I honestly think he was the the beginning was just a means to the end. Like honestly, he was he was asking Quinn to take the money before, like, oh, I got a nice big of money for you, and then Quinn tells him to f off, and then he ends up doing what he did in the end anyway, just watching the drug deal go down. Yeah, I don't think he did was, it. Did it show him this episode? Yeah. It's, it's, oh, yeah. I didn't, at yeah. the oh, end of the car. montage, he was in the car. 
Oh, and everything okay. Quinn does is for love for Nadia too, so that's, that's another right. love tie-in. But yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I agree with that. Anna. He totally loves her. <laughs> the eye roll she just did says it all. Oh, <laughs> for those who couldn't hear that out there, yeah. I don't know why didn't Quinn and Deb get married? They're both clingers, stage five. Like seriously, God. Yeah, they should have. So <laughs> Nadia requests that he has nothing to do with George, of course. You promise know, you know, broken. Promise broken, and Batista. He bought the restaurant. He's the one, the only one who's really happy right now, I feel. <laughs> I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. But we've discussed how that might come crashing it, down. Yeah, sadly. It, it might come to bite him with the whole money trail through him. His re- what if they use Rico to seize, seize his restaurant or something? Seize all the funds and imprison him and then imprison Quinn and everything with all that money tied to the mob? Oh, man, that would be awful. It would be. Mm-hmm. It'd be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we wrap them up. Let, let's talk about our favorite quotes really quickly. Anybody have? LaGuerta really quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, LaGuerta. I almost forgot about her. Okay, so her, that it only showed really like a couple of scenes with her in it, but it was pretty pretty good intel she got. She was looking up boating info at, at a slip at one of the other marinas, right? And she found something suspicious about Dexter. What, what was it, you guys? Yeah, she found out that he moved from his slip in 07. Yeah, in May of 2007. Yeah. Which was right around the time that the Bay Harbor Butcher case was going on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was that? Is that confirmed? Um, it, was it confirmed that it was going on at that time? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I, I just heard May 2007. I mean, I don't remember yeah. that. Oh, I remember. That I, I started watching Dexter during season two, 2007. That's, that's well, when it was this going is on. This is yes. 2012 and season seven, so five seasons back would be about season two, yeah. 2007. Very right. We did the math really well on that one, guys. Congratulations. Brilliant. Okay. So that's that was pretty much it. And she and at the last montage scene, she's standing there at Dexter's slice of life, just staring at it. And I wonder how the rules apply to a boat for for entering the structure. Because it's it's not it's not considered a structure, right? Unless you know, maybe if there's a lock, obviously you won't she wouldn't be able to get in there. Oh, we can look that up. Some oh, you other mean time. for being going for on being the like boat? a police officer and like going on a boat? Can you go on a boat? Well, Lewis like, got on the boat pretty easily, but so. he's not. He wasn't being a cop, though. I but would think you would still have to have to get on somebody's like boat, a like a warrant. warrant. Yeah, a yeah. Warrant. yeah. That's interesting. Anyway, uh, favorite quotes. Uh, maybe I can show you what a booty call is. <laughs> <laughs> I have one from Dex about the pot. I know how certain vices can be used to relieve stress. With Dex in the background. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Deb, sorry. Deb in the background. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, one of these days, this is Masuka speaking, one of these days, I will track down my kids so I can have a day off too. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> that was pretty funny stuff. Um, I know what fucking is. There's no explanation necessary. Oh, that, was, <laughs> that was a good one too. Uh, and of course, you mentioned this one earlier, Stephen. You're a serial killer and I'm more effed up than you are. <laughs> Did you have any, Anna? So any. Yeah, mine are all depressing. I got another. Yeah. I got another yeah, good she one. Had another, I mean, in that same, oh, that ahead. same line, yeah. she had that it's one thing to be in love with your brother and another thing with your brother who's <laughs> a serial killer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ouch. Another level. That, that made me think of something though. What did you think? Like comparing what Isaac said to Dexter, the social abnorms of everything that he's going through with the the, the mob, like how they look upon same sex couples. And then look at what's going on with yeah. Dev and Dex. It's a stigma as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's another thing they kind of relate on in a, in a way. It, it is. I don't know. But, but the thing is that, that Dexter isn't in on that relation. Yeah. He wasn't in on it until yeah. Dev exactly. brought it up. Yeah. Um, speaking of Isaac, there has to be some vestige of civility left, even in this part of the world. <laughs> I like that one. Yes. Anyway, anything else? No. Then let's go ahead and move into news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. Now, I know that, Anna, you had some news and gossip. And I, it sounds like good stuff, right? Yeah, a couple of things. Um, first, a uh, little bit of a spoiler alert. Um, Jim Beaver. Does everybody know who Jim Beaver Jim is? Jim Beaver. Uh, Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> um, he is set to guest star. Um, He'll be debuting on episode 10 as uh, Hannah, is a relative of Hannah McKay. Um, Her dad, I believe. I I did not get how they were related, but... One thing I read was said dad, but... Great. So, uh, so then, so it looks like they might be getting serious. Um, And then, this is exciting, Marvel has announced a Dexter comic book series. Yes! Woohoo! 
So um, the same the same guy who wrote your uh, darkly dreaming texture. Yeah, Lindsay, Jeff Lindsay. Jeff Lindsay. Jeff Lindsay. Yeah. Lindsay. Lindsay. I just hope if Marvel does a movie, we get Tobey Maguire as Dexter. Oh, yes. That would be absolutely perfect. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Wrong. So it's just going to be a five-issue miniseries, but uh, the first will debut in February of 2013. Sweet. Very cool. So in a few months, um, I was looking at the tweets out there in the Twittersphere, and Amy Garcia, who plays um, the nanny... Uh, Jamie. Okay, I forgot her name for a moment. Uh, She uh, tweeted just a few hours before the show started, Once again, I will miss tonight's Dexter episode because I'm on a plane. Sad face. Yeah, she's been in Toronto for like a a week or so. No, she's been doing RoboCop. Oh, she's been doing RoboCop? She's been doing RoboCop. Right for her. I actually saw I saw some of her pictures on her Twitter, and she's working on that show Vegas, or she was working on it, which is pretty interesting. Her character's name was Yvonne on that show <laughs> and I saw a picture of her with I don't know if you guys watch that show Vegas but it's really good it's okay I, like <laughs> I, watched, it. I watched the pilot it's was she in the mob or was she a good guy I think good she's guy. just like a side character just like a, a civilian pretty much she's not yeah. one of, it doesn't seem like she's one of the cops on the show or the sheriffs and she doesn't seem like she's one of the bad guys um, but I watched the pilot and I really like it that's that's a really good idea for a show it's and good. Dennis Quaid mm-hmm. he's solid man he's amazing yeah he's great yeah, so I think that's all I have for news and gossip. Anybody else? No? No? Nothing? Well, let's go ahead and move into predictions, please, Martin. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Predictions. Yes, so I have a very simple prediction. Um, I feel that Hannah is going to die at the <gasps> hands of the Ukrainians. You know, we saw in the teaser she's getting abducted by them. But I feel like Dexter's going to try and save her, and she will be killed in the process. But he'll be able to—he'll still be able to kill somebody like Isaac. I feel. I think Lagordi is just going to get super close to Dex being the Bay Harbor butcher. Uh, I was telling you guys I saw a, a photo. I don't know if it was leaked or what this was on. Um, there's a website called Dexter Daily, and they have they post a bunch of things. Um, and anyway, they had a picture of Laguardia with Matthews. Laguardia. Oh, sorry, what do I keep saying? Laguardia. Sorry. No, the airport. Therefore, in New York. Yeah. Ooh, that's late. It's only like what seven. <laughs> sorry, guys. Uh, anyway, they were um, looked like they were out in the Everglades, so maybe where Dokes uh, exploded. So I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm anxious to see what happens with that. I think she's going to get pretty close. Where he spontaneously combusted. Yeah. Mm. Because that's what evil killers do. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, I believe that well, LaGuardia is going to be the main driving force for next season. I, I think they're going to kind of keep it. I think it's going to be her kind of doing her investigation this season. And the next season, it's going to kick up the, piece, the pace with the grand finale being LaGuardia and Dexter. Mm. Uh, Hannah McKay called it. Yeah. Abducted by the Ukrainians. That's how we roll. Totally think that uh, Dexter's going to ask Deborah for help getting her back. And either Hannah's going to end up killing Isaac or Isaac's going to end up killing Deb. Oh, very good. You think Deb's going to die? I think Deb's going to die this season. Mm. Let's say it ain't so. <laughs> I, think, I think LaGuardia is going to suspect Deb and not Dexter. And I think that uh, Aster maybe overheard, Aster or Cody overheard, their conversation on the porch. Ooh, very cool. Well, that's that's about it for our predictions. So anyway, uh, thank you guys so much at home for watching us, listening to us on the podcast, but don't forget to tune in next week. Uh, I'm Sean Overman, and you can follow me at Sean underscore Overman on Twitter. And I'm JJ Jurgens at JJ Jurgens or JJJurgens.com. I'm Stephen Lemieux at Stephen Lemieux. And I'm Anna Koppel. You can follow me at Koppel for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. And don't forget to hit us up at AfterBuzzTV.com on our Twitter, Facebook.com slash AfterBuzzTV. Or, of course, you guys can call in next week, 424-256-1729. And until next time, guys, we will see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.